UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. Tension surrounding the upcoming April vote on extending the 3.8 cent sales tax for another 40 years to support professional baseball and football in Kansas City are sky high these days. One reason is that the upcoming April vote on extending the tax is just weeks away, and yet the teams have yet to sign leases or reach agreement on a community benefits package. In addition, lots of questions and uncertainty continue to swirl around this upcoming vote. One of the people engaged in this ongoing negotiation is Jim Rowland. He's the executive director of the Jackson County Sports Authority. That's the group that serves as the landlord at the facilities where the Chiefs and Royals play. Jim spoke to us on Thursday. And Jim, welcome back to the show. Always good to have you here. Great to see you, Steve. Well, the Chiefs just shared their vision for upgrades and renovations for Arrowhead costing some $800 million. What are your thoughts about their plan? I was I, I mean, I, the only word I could use was wow. I mean, it, it was a comprehensive uh, renovation update uh, to an existing facility, which, you know, is, is a great thing for the city. It's a great thing for the environment. It, it, it's, just, it's just amazing what they can do in an already built space. Is it pretty much what you expected, Jim, or were there surprises in that thing? No surprise. I mean, I've obviously, I've been in conversations with the Chiefs as long as we've been in conversations about the Royals. So yeah. it it was not a surprise. Uh, it was exciting to see everything visually. Uh, you can, you can talk about it and you can visualize it in your head, but to see it, you know, in the red and gold and everything else about the, the project, it was, it was fascinating and it, it's really exciting. One thing that stood out to me is that a dome over Arrowhead was not part of this plan. A lot of people were expecting that, which would, you know, give the team something close to the ability to play games with an indoor feel when the weather is bad. Should that have been part of the plan in your view? Well, I think every since it, the, the, there was a, you know, a rolling roof option in 06, 2006, right. and that failed at the ballot. Right. So from that point forward, Arrowhead renovations were, you know, were, were being renovated without that in mind. So it's kind of hard to undo what you've already started. I think the Chiefs, uh, Clark Hunt, Andy Reid, I think they like playing in the elements. That's what they said. They yesterday. believe it's that, a competitive that was, that advantage. Was the I think it's cold sometimes, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, they feel it's a competitive advantage. And the the changes that they made or, or or contemplated making or will make, you know, touch every single fan, and it really creates a unique experience while keeping that that spirit, that intimacy of Arrowhead, that Chiefs kingdom that, you know, everybody loves and has fallen in love with, you know, since the beginning of time. I mean, what can fans expect? Will there be like concerts after a ball game out there? Is that the sort of what we're talking about here? I think everything is possible. I think that 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 you're, you're probably talking about that activation space that would really replace the old Kauffman Stadium. Yes. And I think that could take on, you know, a series of of lives in and of itself. I mean, it, it can be a, a place for, it's obviously going to be a place for tailgating. It's going to be a place where, you know, the chiefs uh, arrowhead events could host, you know, smaller concerts. 
It could be pregame, postgame. I mean, I think the options and the opportunities are unlimited. Well, let's talk numbers here, something you've been wrestling with, I know, for months and months here. In round figures, the Chiefs are looking at an $800 million project out there. The Hump family is saying it would pay $300 million of that. How much of the remaining $500 million would come from taxpayers, Jim, and how much from the state of Missouri? Would we know those numbers yet? You know, I think those are still to be determined. I mean, I think those are a work in progress. Um, the the three cent sales tax will generate enough money to maintain, you know, Arrowhead Stadium. That's what that money's for, basically. It really is. It it generates right now. It generates uh, generates about fifty million a year. Um, the Chiefs mentioned yesterday, and it, it's fact that last year alone they spent twenty three million dollars on maintenance and upkeep of Arrowhead, which is a, a pretty uh, average number for. Um, stadiums across the country. It's in that 25 to $50 million range that it takes just to operate right. a facility like that. So, Help me with something here, because as far as I can tell, no one at this point is expecting the General Assembly in Jeff City to vote on the state share of its package this year. How can the team sign off on the project when construction funding is still somewhat up in the air here? Because there's no guarantee the legislature will come through with anything next year when we have a new governor and who knows where that person will stand on this project to begin with. Yeah, I know we've had a lot of conversations. I, I know the chiefs have had a lot of conversations with the governor, uh, you know, Governor Parsons. So it's a it's an ongoing dialogue between this the state and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it's something that, you know, will continue. Um do you expect the General Assembly to move on this post-April election if, in fact, voters sign off on this thing? To be determined. I so think you're the, saying it's not off the I table. I think the first step is for the, the ballot issue to pass on April 2nd. I mean, without that step, then— Nothing else is possible. Nothing here. else is possible, and it puts— it puts other options that are untenable for those of us that care deeply about Jackson County and the city of Kansas City, because I think the, the Kansas City Chiefs for sure have other options, and, and those options are outside the state of Missouri. Maybe the state of Kansas, or maybe elsewhere? Outside the state of Missouri. Okay. Well, I'm asking these questions because Governor Parson on this program said point blank that a state portion of this funding package wasn't going to happen this year. He was almost unequivocal about it. Yeah, I, again, I, I would never characterize the conversations that are ongoing with the governor because that's, you know, that's, those are private conversations. But I think there are options available to the chiefs, to the, the county for some assistance from both the city and the state at some point in time. And you're saying those conversations are ongoing even before this vote in April here? They're happening weekly. Yeah, okay. Um can this move forward? Can this entire project, both the Royals and the Chiefs, can it move forward without state funding, Jim? I think that's a that's a uh, a question that would have to be asked of the of the teams. Okay, uh, I think that they are both have the state as you know a part of their funding, uh, but I think that they are you know making they'll make decisions based on the outcome of this vote, and then you know moving forward the decisions that are made at both the city and the state level. Jim Rowland, the executive director of the Jackson County Sports Authority, is my guest. I'm confused on another point. 
I bet you've heard that word confused <laughs> a lot in, in recent months. Coffin Stadium is going to be demolished. Uh, that, at least that's the plan. Arrowhead's going to remain. The leadership of the Royals has indicated that Coffin Stadium is deteriorating. You're the landlord out there. Is that true? Well, it, it's true in the sense that they're making a long-term value decision, right? It's not a immediate, is Kauffman Stadium falling apart? No. you know. But 40 years from but now. But 40 years be. from now. So the decision really came down to them as business people. Do I invest a billion dollars in renovating an existing stadium or do I invest a billion dollars in you know, building something brand new and moving it into a new place? That's obviously their interest was in downtown. So it really is, it's a a business value decision based on what fit their needs, what fit their business model. Uh, Is it, is the structure falling apart? Absolutely not. But the chiefs have made just the opposite decision to stay at Arrowhead using the same, you know, batch of concrete that was used to build Kaufman. Yeah, I, I, yes, I think, you know, you can't underestimate the pull in the legacy of Lamar Hunt to the Hunt family and Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, There's it, a deeper attachment it, it there perhaps than there is with the new ownership a, of the Royals. an emotional yeah. attachment to that building for the Hunt family, and rightly so. I mean, uh, it is a place where we've had enormous success in the last several years. Uh, it is a place that Lamar and uh, Norma loved basically called his, his favorite place on earth. So it, it's it's a real attachment. But this is a, a difficult for a lot of uh, voters out there looking at this uh, here, Jim, because, you know, if, if folks believe that Coffin is falling down, that's one thing. But if it's good to go for 40 more years, that might affect the way they vote. Just yesterday at its news conference, Chiefs President Mark Donovan said something very interesting. He said, believe it or not, one team got a good batch of concrete, one team didn't, and what he meant by that was that Arrowhead got the good stuff and Kaufman didn't. Do you buy that? I I have no knowledge of good batch, bad batch. I, I personally believe, you know, the Chiefs have made decisions about uh, doing concrete restoration. You know, they removed all of their seats early. They were doing uh, mm-hmm. work seal uh seal coating and, and, and other things and the royals have done the same thing again i i view the decision not as you know good concrete bad concrete at the moment it's it's a decision based on the value the value decision that in each business entity is making i get that you're the landlord out there would coffin stadium be in good shape 40 years from now that's a tough one i mean it's you know we're, we live in the Midwest. We have concrete degradation because of the change in weather. You, they use water to wash down their facilities, you know, almost on a daily basis. Water, coal. I mean, it's it's a difficult, you know, all we can say is in the here and, here and now, it is a um, structure that is sound. Go, You know, could I forecast 40 years from now? I'm, I'm sure there would be continued do- uh, concrete degradation. And I certainly would defer to, you know, engineering firms or firms like Populous that have taken a look at it and, and, and given their prognosis. But to be clear, the Chiefs have made this value proposition and determined that, yes, it'll be good 40 years, years from now. Arrowhead Correct. will be. We'll be right back.
So early voting has already started, but the majority of voters will weigh in on this $0.38 cent sales tax in roughly four weeks. And yet, Jim, as we sit here today, there's no lease that all uh, parties have agreed to. There's no community benefits agreement. This is not the way these agreements have been reached over the years. Um, what should we make of this? Well, I just think it's a product of uh, of the timing and of, of all of the... Uh, I hate to say missteps along the way, but certainly the the process was not smooth for lots of different reasons. Um, we are doing the best that we can with what you know where we are at the moment. We have the leases. We are you know working feverishly to get back to the teams. We have their their version. The good news for us is in 2006 we changed the lease structure pretty radically. Um, in the old days, the county was always on the hook for maintenance, keeping it in a first-class condition, which was what could have bankrupt the, the county. In 2006, we restructured the leases so that the teams bore that responsibility, mm-hmm. that they're responsible for long-term capital maintenance of the buildings. And the, and the taxpayer's commitment was capped at the 3 8 cent sales tax, which is still true today. Right. So the good news is we have existing leases that are working really well. We're, we're using those as a template for the benchmark for these leases. So I don't think it'll be long before we have executed leases. I get that. I also want to just stay on the process here because your boss, Sean Foster, who's chair of the Sports Authority, told Fox 4 News last summer that to put anything on the ballot, signed leases from both the Chiefs and the Royals needed to be in hand. That didn't happen. Given that we're only five weeks out from a vote, was that a mistake? Because we still don't have signed leases as we sit here today. No, I, I think he was, you know, he was thinking that, you know, we would we would follow a process that was, you know, normal. And and unfortunately, we we didn't have that opportunity. This has not been a normal process. <laughs> it's not been a normal process at all. Okay. Uh, it's been somewhat circuitous. And there's been all manner of talk about what's caused these holdups. What is causing delay in, in getting these agreements in place? Well, it was just really the timing of getting it onto the ballot, you know, that that decision, because it was going back and forth. And, you know, there were elected officials involved that were, um, I won't say obstructing, but certainly, you know, delaying, using delay tactics. Are you referring to Frank White, the county executive? I, I think there, there's enough blame to go around for a lot of folks. But, you know, and certainly the teams bear some responsibility. So it it's just... We had all new players involved in this year, in, in this process. That there, Everybody was gone from 2006. I think there's only three of us left that were still, you know, were part of those lease negotiations right. in 2006. And that may, and, may just slow things down, too. I think it did. Yeah. I think it did. You told our producer that you're in the middle of lease negotiations right now, which I don't think is a huge secret. As of today, we're, we're having this conversation on Thursday. When can we expect leases to be signed? We should have leases done, I would say, I'm hoping within the week, you know, by the end of next week. Now, that's that may be, you know, there's still some give and the take about, you know, language uh, in, in legal terms of which I leave that to the lawyers. But, you know, I, I everyone's committed to getting them done as quickly as possible. I mean, voters need time to review these terms. The news media needs time to look at what these leases contain. I mean, we are 
we're, we're on a very short clock here. I don't think that you'll find that the leases are dramatically different from 2006. I, again, I go back to that point that we had a framework of deals that were structured in 2006 that we will carry over into this 2024 election. So the leases, you know, they're a legal document and they're long and they're complicated. But in the end, they're, the framework is still the framework. And I think if you probably heard Mark Donovan talk about uh, yesterday, he said, you know, we have an existing lease. We're extending the lease. So the language won't be dramatically different. There'll be some nuances with the Royals simply because they're moving the location. But in the end, again, we're using existing leases uh, that, frankly, no one ever looked at, you know, mm-hmm. in the big scheme of things. It's, it's a, it is a crucial point. I'll give everyone that, but in the end, it's just another opportunity for those that are opposed to say, "Lo, look, they don't have the leases." When the reality is, everyone is involved that's involved is working on it, working on it very hard, and they'll get done. But these leases are people want to know what's in them, though. Sure, and, and again, th- these are crucial documents. They won't be point. dramatically different than you know six. So they're on our website. So if you, if you if anyone's interested in the existing leases, take a look. Another big concern is this community benefits agreement that would protect jobs, demand living wages, and not displace low-income residents in the area of the Royals' new stadium downtown, among other things, Jim. Do you anticipate that the community benefits agreement will be in hand before the April 2nd vote? That's something that I really – I know that those conversations are ongoing. I can't speak to – we're not a party not to a the part CBA. That, right. You know, we are uh, – if you looked at our record in 2006, we handled um, – WBE, MBE, uh, workforce, and um, prevailing wage. Those are the areas that are within our purview. And And, and this agreement, the community benefits agreement, is between the Royals and these community groups that's going on here. It's a different thing. Correct. In vetoing this $0.38 sales tax, County Executive Frank White said he wanted to know if the Chiefs would be keeping their headquarters and training facilities in Jackson County. Did we get an answer to that question yesterday? Well, I don't. I've never heard that they wouldn't. They wouldn't be. But wh- whether they would commit to that in the lease, I guess, was I think one of Frank's points. It, it was a made-up point. I mean, the Chiefs have never suggested that they would move their headquarters or their training facility. Okay. There's an opposition group formed in response to the stadium tax. They've expressed concerns that dedicated fans will be priced out of Arrowhead by some of the upgrades, and the move downtown will devastate the crossroads businesses in terms of the Royal Stadium. The group says a downtown stadium undermines the legacy of the Coffin family and disregards the needs and desires of the local community. What do you say to that, Jim? Well, it, you know, it's it's difficult any time a development goes into an area that's already developed. I mean, I've experienced that as a city councilman, and, we, and it, it's happened a countless number of times right. throughout the city's history. It, it's it's a difficult, and I feel for those small business owners that are in the crossroads that are that are impacted. And I think the Royals are doing everything that they can to to transition, to, to make that less than, you know, than it, you know, less difficult than it ought to be. Those business, business owners feel like if they don't get something worked out before the vote, uh, they could be in real jeopardy here because they lose any leverage they might have if voters approve these this $0.38 cent sales tax extension and then they're left holding the bag. Yeah, I, I'm, I know for a fact that the Royals are working, you know, vigorously to try and work through those issues. I think if you look at it from a city perspective, from a county perspective, having 
that development in close proximity to every other development that's occurred in downtown Kansas City. Power and Light District, most Power and Light District, T-Mobile. I mean, everything that's occurred downtown happened because of intentional decisions that I happen to be part of back in the early 2000s. When you were on the city council. When I was on the city council Mm -hmm. with Mayor Barnes. I mean, if if you think about what has occurred downtown, it's nothing short of extraordinary. And this will be the creme de la creme of, you know, connecting all of those developments that have occurred prior to that. So in the end, you know, we had naysayers in the early two. Oh, that'll never happen. You'll never be able to achieve that. T-Bubble right. will be a, you know, power and light will never work. And, right. and now all of a sudden we have the opportunity to connect so many iconic developments within Kansas City to create this really uh, energetic space for our citizens. So that's the opportunity here. I think that is the opportunity. And yes, there is hardship along the way. And I feel horrible about that for some of the small businesses. But in the end, think about all of the new opportunities that are going to occur because of that development for small business. If you look at downtown in 2000 versus today, the the explosion of economic activity has been in, in, insane. I mean, it's been fantastic. Final point. Be clear here. What happens if voters say no to this three eight cents sales tax extension? What then? Well, we're in we're in a, a pretty dicey position. And while the teams have leases that require them to be in Jackson County at the Truman Sports Complex until you know, 2031, I think we will jeopardize. I think we will put, uh, both teams will be questionable as to they, if they remain in, in Kansas City and in Jackson County. Or perhaps even in the Metro. Perhaps even in the Metro. Okay. Jim Rowland, Executive Director of the Jackson County Sports Authority. Jim, thanks for talking to us. Thanks for sharing your views. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, Steve. You bet. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our interns are Lauren Texter and Gabby Martinez. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.